8th century Tibet. We're in Lhasa, the great capital of Tibet where the king resides near to Lhasa in a grove of trees by the Brahmaputra River. Far away in space, long ago in time, a completely different world. It was an oppressively hot day and a day of tremendous expectation. Already something very strange had happened. The great king, the great emperor, Trisong Detson, the great lord of all the Tibetan peoples, had sent his ambassadors, his messengers, together with 500 ironclad horsemen to greet the great teacher, Padmasambhava, Guru Padmasambhava. They'd gone ahead as he came nearer to Lhasa. Where they finally met the great guru, the ministers, the ambassadors, the messengers, the 500 horsemen, there was no water and everybody was thirsty. And Guru Padmasambhava just struck his staff against a rock and a spring of fresh water gushed forth. And he told them, quick, bring your bowls, fill your bowls, fill your water bottles, drink the water. He brought fresh water. He found fresh water in the heart of the Tibet. He brought the fresh water of the Dharma into the oppressive heat of Tibet. This teacher, this guru, with the strange reputation, they had invited him long ago, years before they had invited him, the king had invited him to help establish the Dharma in Tibet because there were so many difficulties, there was so much opposition, especially from the gods of the soil, the gods of the water, the gods of the skies and the mountain peaks. They were obstructing the spread of the Dharma. They were obstructing the establishment of the Dharma, especially they were obstructing the construction of the great temple and monastery of Samye. And even though the great guru had agreed to come, this great guru who the Bodhisattva Shantarakshita, the Bodhisattva monk, the Indian monk, Shantarakshita, who'd recommended to Trisongdetsan that they invite, even though they had invited him long ago, this man who was the only man who could solve their problems, even though they had invited him long ago, even though he said he would come. It had taken him years to arrive and there were all kinds of rumours of what he was up to, this elusive, 
strange man who they were so longing to see. So the king of Tibet, Trisong Detson, waited in the park by the river, by a grove of trees, waited with his ministers and his numerous queens, dressed in their finery, who quivered and shimmered like a brood of doves. Musicians and dancers appeared to welcome the great teacher from Urgyen into the heart of Tibet. The king stood with all his court and all his power around him, stood in his finery, in his clothes of silk and brocade and jewellery, in all his wealth and power. And opposite, at last, he came and stood alone before the king and his country, the Guru, Guru Padma, from Urgyen, Padmasambhava, the lotus-born, wearing simple red robes, a cloak of woolen robes, with long, glossy black hair, perhaps tied up in a topknot, perhaps allowed to hang to his shoulders with a soft beard and moustache, holding his staff, his wooden staff, maybe his iron staff, we don't know, and with his dark eyes, his brown, soft complexion, extraordinarily handsome, a man in his prime, just looking, just looking at them all, looking at all the splendour before him, taking it all in, completely alone, and there was waiting, there was silence, there was tension, there was heat, everybody was watching, everybody was waiting, this incredible moment on which everything hangs, this great moment in Buddhist history, where the Siddha, the Siddha with nothing, with no possessions, completely untrammeled, completely free, stands looking, watching, waiting, even confronting the king of Tibet in all his power.